Welcome to the Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast. Your host is the founder of HolidaysToSwitzerland.com and the Switzerland Travel Planning Facebook group, Carolyn Schonefinger. On this podcast, Carolyn will be joined by a variety of guests who share their knowledge and love of the country to help you plan your dream trip to Switzerland. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be exploring the largest canton in Switzerland, Graubünden, and whilst it's a really popular destination for Swiss travellers, to many international visitors it is not as well known. To tell us why a visit to Graubünden should be part of our Swiss travels, I'm joined today by Talia Wunsche of Graubünden Tourism. Welcome, Talia. Thank you very much for having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. So for those listeners that aren't familiar with Graubünden, can you tell us where it is and have you always lived in the canton? So Graubünden is located in the northeast of Switzerland. That means it has borders with Austria as well as with Italy. And no, in fact, I have not lived my whole life in Graubünden. I only moved here five years ago. I grew up in the eastern part of Switzerland. So for me, Graubünden was also the place where I went when, where I went skiing as a kid. And mm-hmm. obviously, therefore, I really loved being here. And then five years ago, I moved to Chur, to the capital of Graubünden, started working here for the local tourism board. And yeah, I've really gotten to know Graubünden very well in the last five years because I travel around a lot. I spent my free time hiking in summer, skiing in winter. So it's really, I've grew very fond of Graubünden in the last couple of years. Well, it sounds like an idyllic lifestyle and getting to appreciate all that wonderful um, scenery and, and enjoy the outdoor activities. If you're an outdoorsy person, person, it's really, it's perfect here. What can you tell us about uh, Graubünden and, it, and its characteristics? Because it's, it's got some quite unique uh, features. It does. As you already said, it's the it's the biggest canton of, of Switzerland and at the same time the, the least densely populated. That means, of course, that we have a lot of nature. Uh, we have the mountains, our mountain lakes, a lot of different valleys um, and a great variety in general. It is as well the home of the only national park in Switzerland, which is located in the Engadine Valley. And this is, of course, one of the best places to observe animals such as ibises, chamois, bearded vultures, marmots. And then maybe something that you should not see but taste is the, is the cuisine of Garbünden. Because in our canton, we have lots of different cultures. We have a valleys which valleys which speak Italian, then we have valleys which speak Romansh and other parts which which speak German, and with the different languages you also have different cultures and that is something that is reflected in the in the typical dishes that are cooked here and there's really a great variety of that. And so you should not only see Grabünden but also also taste it when you visit. Mm, okay. And do you have a favorite dish? Yeah I, I have a bit of a Sweet tooth, so I would say the the Bündner Nuss tart, uh, nut tart is really one of my favorites. It's um it's a pastry a dessert, and you have a caramel with walnuts in it in the middle, and then it's um and the short crust pastry around it, and it's it's really a heavy dessert, but like a tiny slice of it, that's really something something very good to to end the meal. Yeah, lovely. And is that served all year round, or only when the walnuts are in season? 
<laughs> no, that's really soothed all year round because walnuts, that's something that you can store very well. Yeah. And exactly. so therefore we really, um, we make them the whole year round. Oh, good. So whatever time we visit, we don't have to miss out. We can always enjoy a piece of it. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> now, you mentioned that um, the Graubunden is the, or that some of the valleys in Graubunden speak Romance, um, and it's one of the official languages of, of Switzerland as well, but only a tiny population of the, of the people speak that language. So is there anything being done to keep the language and, and the traditions of the Romance culture alive? Yeah, there's there's quite a lot that's that's been done to to keep this language alive because at the moment it's about half a percent of the Swiss pe people who consider Romansh their most important language, which which is a small minority. But at the same, but at at the same time, as you said, it comes with the culture, it comes with the heritage. So we have a an institution, the Lia Romansha, which sole purpose it is to keep to keep this language alive and i think something that makes it maybe even a little bit more difficult is that there is not only one romance as you would think but there are five different kinds and yeah, they differ wow. in speaking as well as in writing so um yeah we have those five languages to keep to keep alive but they are very much alive so if you visit the romance part of Kabutten, you will hear it all around you and even school, kindergarten, that's all in Romance. So we have really a lot of people whose first language is Romance and then they later learn German like we Swiss German learn French in school. Amazing. From Coming from a country uh, such as Australia where we only speak English, although we, we can learn a, another language at school but only usually only for a couple of years, yeah, being able to speak so many languages is yeah is a, a wonderful skill to have, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think that's really something that's special about Switzerland in in general and about Carbunden particularly because I mean it's it's quite a small region if you think of it, and even though we speak three languages and it's really it, yeah it comes with the culture, it comes with a great diversity, and the reason for that is when you think back is like all these valleys in the mountains, they used to be quite isolated. So you didn't have that much exchange between between people, between villages, and all the culture developed a bit separate from the other. And therefore, we have this great variety. And I think that comes really with a mountainous country where traveling used to be much more difficult in the past than it is nowadays. Yeah, for sure. So it's great that that heritage is, is being kept alive. So what kinds of travellers does Graubunden um, appeal to? I mean, the most the most classic travellers that we have in Graubunden in summer are, of course, hikers and bikers um, doing outdoor sport. And in winter, then it's skiers and cross-country skier. But I think Graubunden has something for everyone, even if you're like for people who like to do road trips because we have great road passes. Then there's uh, lots of things to do for train enthusiasts. We will talk a bit more about later. And I mean, also as a family, if you like to be in nature, to play in nature, maybe do some short hikes, visit some museums, which are really kid friendly. You can, you have a lot of activities to, to choose from. And then I think, think especially nowadays, we also, we, we look more and more for places where we can really wind down, take a step back from the busy city life. And I mean, as I said, Carbon is so, 
so um, not so densely populated. So we have a lot of, of small mountain towns. And indeed, these little towns, villages, it's really time works differently. People mm -hmm. are more relaxed. You walk to the things on foot. You just have more, you have more time. And I think that's something that's really nice just to stay, take a step back, take time for yourself and not even do it that much on a holiday but just enjoy the, the peace and quiet the nature around you do some hikes from where you're staying and not just run from one place to to the other yeah that's right slow, slow down and, and really enjoy the magnificent scenery around you you mentioned all those outdoor activities and and hiking and, and skiing so there's obviously some incredible natural beauty in in the canton what are some of the scenic highlights that uh, that people should try and see when they visit i think first and foremost the swiss national park that's really such an amazing place because nature is is left completely to itself meaning man doesn't do anything there they are only allowed as visitors and just on the hiking paths so you really see nature as at its most raw form there and you can even do multiple day hikes and I think it's really special to go there in autumn when the deer rutting season is taking place so you really hear the deer and you can see them the best during during that season because they're so so focused on each other on fighting about the best mating opportunities that they don't really care about people anymore and mm -hmm. they don't run away And then another beautiful place that I would recommend everybody to visit is the is the Rhine Gorge. We call it um, the Swiss Grand Canyon, and it's a, a gorge that's between Reichenau and Ilan, so quite quite close to to the capital, to Chur. And you can drive through with the with the train, or then you can go hiking, and it's really lovely. It's not steep. It's really a, a quite comfortable stroll through there, and. Yeah, it's nevertheless, it's a, the landscape is really is really great. And then, of course, we also have glaciers here here in Graubünden, which I can highly recommend to to visit. Overall, the the Mordrach Glacier, which is in the in the Engadin Valley, and there's a path leaving, le leading up to it where you can actually see where the glacier used to be. So I think it's a really interesting way to experience what climate change has has done to than to glaciers then at the end you arrive at the glacier and you see it and it's really a, a thing of beauty and last but not least maybe our, our mountain lakes and there's lots of it we have over 600 mountain lakes here in Graubünden so if you go hiking you can really like plan your hikes accordingly that you will pass a, a mountain lake where you can go swimming in it because the water is absolutely safe and crystal clear or just take a break along it and and, and look at its beauty mm. that that's one of the things i noticed when i was doing a bit of research before before our interview um not only is there over 600 lakes but also 150 valleys and 937 mountains if i remember correctly from your absolutely um, website there yeah, just amazing all that in one in one canton Now, as well as all that natural beauty, there are also some pretty impressive man-made attractions as well. So I've seen pictures of the Landwasser Viaduct, which um, the famous Glacier Express travels across, and also there's the um, Albula Bernina Line. So what can you tell us about those? 
So now we are talking about our Ration Railway here in Graubünden and the Ladenwasser Viaduct is part of the Albula, Albula Bernina line. And this is one of the, I dare to say, one of the most beautiful train rides in Switzerland. And it is also um, part of the UNESCO World Heritage as only one of three railway lines worldwide. So it is that uh, the, the line between Tusis and Tirano which goes over two two passes and through several valleys. And it's really the, the constructions, they are they are made in a way and put into nature, which is really, really beautiful. You have all those bridges, you have the different tunnels, then you have the landscape changing around you while you're sitting in the train. So I think traveling by train, I mean in Switzerland in total, it's a it's a great experience. And here in Graubünden in, in especially because you just see you see so much only only sitting in the only sitting in the train. Yeah, you sit back and relax and, and look out those panoramic windows and the, the beautiful scenery just passes by. As you mentioned, we have those those panoramic trains running on the Glacier Express line from St. Moritz to Zermatt, as well as on the Bernina line from Kur to, to Tirano. Mm. Yeah, so there's pl- plenty of choice. Now, I'd like to ask you about some of the towns in Graubünden. Um, can you share some information and, and highlights about some of the pop- popular destinations with our listeners? Yeah, that would be lovely. So I think I'll start with my home, with Kur, which is the capital of Graubünden. It's a, a small little town uh, with a beautiful old town, which is car-free. And then you have lots of different restaurants, bars, cafes, as well as an interesting art museum. And what I think is a bit unexpected, you have a really great street art scene here in Kur because it's something that the city has um, has put some effort in it. So you have walls where artists are allowed to, to spray their work and you have a city, city walk about this topic. So that's really the, let's say, the modern side of of Kur. And I think staying here is really great when you want to do train rides because it's just a great place to, to go in all in all different directions. And then I think we talk a bit about the, the classical destinations, for example, St. Moritz, which is of course known for, for its jet set. But mm-hmm. I think it's it, it's it's much it's much more than that. It doesn't do it justice if you just think about it like the jet set destination because it has one of my favorite skiing areas for winter. Gorvilla is really is so huge. I think you can ski there for a whole day and never do the do the same piste twice. And in summer, it's it's a beautiful place to to go hiking or biking. You have this huge valley which is really wide with lakes in it. And once you go a bit away of St. Moritz, like which is the best known places, you have so many charming mountain towns and valleys which are isolated, car-free to do to do outdoor activities. And then um, the next one would be Davos to talk a bit about, I think. And um, this is known a bit as our city, city in the mountains, which offers really everything that you that you need there. And then at the same time, it's a it's really a paradise for outdoor enthusiasts from hiking to biking to two water sports, trail running, you name it. You can really do do everything there there in summer. And it, it, it's a bit the same story as with St. Moritz. The known is just only the big destinations. But if you walk a bit around, go a bit away a bit away of that, you find you find small mountain towns there as well, which are, are much more isolated, which offer peace and quiet as well. So 
I think you get a really big, big variety. And then maybe last but not least, two destinations which are, are close to close to Hur. Again, that would be Arosa Lenzerheide, which are actually is one destination which which are two towns which are separated by the mountains. They now are in winter they are connected through a, a skiing area. But if you want to go to one or the other, it's a it's a complete other way, meaning you have to go around with the car. And I think these two destinations are really good for, for families. Because in Arosa, we have um, our first bear sanctuary. So they built a real big enclosure there in the mountains where they rescue bears from who were treated badly in the past in other countries, like, for example, in circuses and stuff. And so they take them there and bring them to a more natural, back to a more natural way way of living. And I think that's a really interesting thing to to visit with kids. And there's lots of activities around it about bears. And they really, really cater to families. Hmm. Lovely. So there's, yeah, there's plenty to do, whether you're into um, outdoor activities or, or whether you just want to appreciate the nature, um, look at street art. Yeah, some, definitely something for everyone. So what about some of the smaller villages? Because you, you sort of touched on there that you can get away from places like Davos and, and St Moritz and, and go and see some of the smaller villages. Um, do you have any favourites? I know in, um, in episode 16 I spoke with Kevin from the Most Beautiful Villages in Switzerland Association and one of the villages that we chatted about was Schlin. Um, so... Have you got something that you can add about that and, and maybe a couple of the other villages that, are, that you really enjoy visiting? Yeah, so Chlin is really a very nice village in the, in the lower Engadin. And this was really one, one of your hardest questions, I think, yeah. choosing, from, choosing from so many mountain villages that we have. And they're all special. They're all different. That was, that was really hard for me. And I, I mean, I would yeah, like to say in every one of them. So I decided to choose one from every language region. Oh, wonderful. And the first one which I chose is, is really close by to Chlin. It's called Guarda. And it, it, it's about a bit the same as Chlin. So it's a, an engine in mountain village, meaning that it has these really big and heavy houses. And of course, a central fountain, because you need that. Central fountains are essential. Mm-hmm. because That's where all the old dwarf like the village chatter happens so yeah um, yeah everything you have a water cooler you have a central fountain <laughs> yeah that used to be the place to be in the past i'm told so um but it's really it, it's located on a, on a terrace high above the valley and when you drive up there by car or by post bus it's really you arrive in this village and it's like yeah that's switzerland that's like I understand everybody who falls in love with Switzerland when they visit these places because they look they look like out of a picture book. Yeah. And then I've chosen one one from the Italian part of, of Switzerland, eh, not of Switzerland, of Graubünden, which is Solio. That's located in the Val Bregaglia. And it's also located on a terrace. I seem to have a knack for villages on terraces. And it's, I mean, it, it, it's about the same. It's just a representative of this region with the houses, with the stone roofs, like the really narrow streets in between where you can't pass with a car. So therefore it's also, it's car free and you can really just walk around and enjoy sceneries, also has fountains and look above the valley. So that's, that's a really beautiful place. And there's really a nice hotel there as well. The Palazzo Salis 
which is in a historic building. So that's a really beautiful place to stay. And this village is surrounded by chestnut forest. So it's really nice to go there, go there in autumn when all the trees start to turn, turn red and you have all these chestnuts on the floor and they are collected and used to, to cook specialities down there. Mm, and then my, my third pick would be Wals in the tune speaking part of Graubünden. That is a, a village which is really located at the end of a valley. So it's surrounded by high mountains. And it's a bit known for its uh, spa built by a famous Swiss architect, Peter Zumthor, um, which is really with straight lines, sharp edges. So a, a really beautiful place to, to visit and just to, to relax and soak in this mountain air the mountain water and be surrounded by all these all these natural elements ah, you've won me there I'm definitely <laughs> <won you> there. <laughs> sounds wonderful now here's another question for you if you you're you mentioned that you've only lived in Graubunden for five years so you probably um know what it's like to ex explore the area for, for, for the first time. So if you had a friend coming to visit you and they hadn't been to Graubunden before, what, where would you take them and, and what, what would you encourage them to do? I think it would depend a bit on the friend um, and depend how fit they are and if they really experience hikers or not. So I had, uh, had some friends over last summer who were here for the first time and one of them was really a fit hiker. So um, I decided to do the tour to the Jöriseen in Davos Klosters with him, which is about, it, it's a day hike. So you really need to be into hiking. But I think if people would visit me who would be a bit more laid back, who just want to enjoy it and are maybe not such uh, fitness enthusiasts, I think I would take them to the Via Mala Gorge, which is a, a really beautiful gorge. You have like stairs leading down and then you see the water and all the washed out rocks. And this place is close to one of my, my favorite hotels and restaurants here in Graubünden, which is in Wergenstein, another really tiny, tiny village up on the, up on the mountains where you can drive up by car and they have a beautiful terrace overlooking the, the whole, the whole valley of the Via Mala. Mm. And what's the name of the hotel and restaurant? That's called Hotel Restaurant Capricorn, like Ibex in Romansch. Okay. And if somebody would visit me who has a bit more time than just like for a day, day excursion, I think I would take them on a road trip and go from, from one mountain pass to the next, spend the days hiking and exploring around and then really sleep on the passes because I think that's something something quite special in Switzerland. And on most passes, you have um, small hotels where you can where you can stay the night. And these passes are, are busy during the day, but then like once you have the evening, the road gets less busy, less people stay there. And in the end, you really have the mountains all by yourself. And you are in the middle of the mountains and you can drive there by car. So that I think is a really cool thing. Yeah, incredible. Okay, so before we finish up and it's yeah it's been really interesting getting all your tips and 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 advice so thank you very much for that do you have any other final tips um that listeners sh should definitely not miss uh when when they head to to Graubunden I do have one final tips and that's just one of my favorite things to do and that's to go go hiking or walking for for multiple days 
I think just traveling on foot because you're so much you're you slower. Work. So that slows you. That slows you down naturally because your pace is just a different one than when you're traveling by car or by train. And you can you can hike from one mountain hut to the next, which is then of course for the more experienced hikers. But there are also beautiful tours which take you from one hotel to the next. And normally on easier paths and then you even have um such a luxury as as uh, transportation of your luggage meaning you just take like your small your small backpack with you for the day and your suitcase is um, carried from one hotel to the next so i think that's a really easy way of experience this this multi-day hiking and um, for also people who are maybe a bit less used to the mountains but for me really the best thing is to to go from one mountain hut to the next to spend the whole day just in the mountains just walking and i'm happiest when i don't even have a cell phone reception because then you just leave the you kind of just leave the world you leave your daily life behind well, thank you. Yeah, if you're going to visit such a, a beautiful uh, destination, you really do want to get out there and just appreciate that nature. So I can understand why your your big tip is just to do those multi-day hikes and, and really get out there and, and soak up the, the beautiful surroundings. Yeah, it's really, it, it's my most favourite thing to do and I at least go on one of these hikes every every summer because I enjoy it so much and it it does so much for me just to, yeah, just to get out of, of, of everything and, and be in nature. Yeah, and I guess you you can probably do every single hike and, and not have to do one twice if you don't want to because there's just so, so much variety. I think for at least 40 years. <laughs> You're definitely spoiled for choice. Well, thank oh, you yes. so much, um, Talia, for, for joining us today. I hope uh, that we've, um, you know, given enough information to our listeners to to make them definitely want to include uh, Graubunden in their, their travels. Uh, like myself, I've passed through a number of times and I've only ever actually stayed overnight uh, in the canton once. So um, that's something else that, yeah, I definitely plan to do in the future to, to stay longer and, and enjoy some of those hikes and, and some of those smaller villages that you've talked about. It was really lovely chatting to you, Caroline. Thank you for having me and for giving me this opportunity to talk a bit about my, my home and uh, Graubünden. My pleasure. Now, in the show notes, I'll link to the Graubünden Tourism website and I'll also mention uh, some of the places that we've talked about today so that if our listeners would like more information, they can can uh, can look that up. Um, and all those show notes will be available at holidaystoswitzerland.com forward slash episode 20. So thank you again for joining us and until we can travel again, we'll say take care and hope we can see you soon. Thank you very much and see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. For more great resources on planning a trip to Switzerland, make sure you visit holidaystoswitzerland.com where you'll find trip planning tips, destination guides, information on transport, including Swiss rail passes, and much more. You're also encouraged to join the Switzerland Travel Planning Group on Facebook where you can ask questions and chat to other past and future travellers to Switzerland. You'll find show notes from today's episode at holidaystoswitzerland.com forward slash podcast and be sure to subscribe to the Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast so you never miss an episode.